0: I guess I'm ready. How about you? I really can't stay I've got to go away This evening has been so very nice My mother will start to worry My father will be pacing the floor better scurry but maybe just a half a drink more the neighbors might think say what's in this drink i wish i knew how to break this spell i ought to say no 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 sir at least i'm gonna say that I simply must go The answer is no Your welcome has been so nice and warm My sister will be suspicious My brother will be at the door My maiden aunt's mind is vicious maybe just a cigarette more And welcome to Quirk of the Day. It's your host, Autumn Simmons. How are you again? And I hope you're doing well for the holiday season. And uh, we're getting close to Christmas and Kwanzaa and eventually New Year's Eve and New Year's. Leading from 2021 and to 2022. It's going to be very interesting. And of course, for those who are curious, as we were beginning... Episode 35, this is another movie, a Christmas comedy movie, Elf, starring Will Ferrell. And prior to, we had another satire. I like satires and doing satires. It's kind of fun, it's a little fun. (laughs) We did one last week, Beauty Pool Dropout, which was cute. Some say that Baby It's Cold Outside is not a satire I'm gonna say that it is but baby it's cold outside is a bit of a satire and other things too but some will also share that there's date rape in this specific song that was over 75 years old but you decide what do you think about whether or not "Baby, baby's cold outside if it's offensive it's a good point but It does have a bit of satire in it, so you let us know what you think about Baby It's Cold Outside. Is it, should it be off the table? Hmm, something to consider. Baby It's Cold Outside, quirky, funny, anything in between. So with this one, (laughs) Elf, you know, I thought about Elf years ago when this first came out in the movies back in 2003, no, what am I talking about? Back in two thousand, yeah, two thousand three, right? That's that right? What's wrong? Two thousand three. Just believe, believe. You do what you believe. Yeah, it's not two thousand, not two thousand one, not two thousand two. Two thousand three. Yes. Okay. So what we were learning, <clears throat> this one specifically, we learned that we have a different interesting things that we were learning about this movie. It's a Christmas movie, but it's a Christmas comedy movie. And there's so many Christmas comedy movies all over. There are many of them that we have liked from years ago of like the old days and now. And so it's never, I don't think it's ever going to stop. They're going to still have like Christmas movies and people tend to like Christmas movies. But in this movie, you were finding that people were losing the Christmas spirit. And so many of us lose Christmas spirit for different reasons, and some never lose Christmas spirit, including Mariah Carey, Queen of Merry Christmas. Yes, beyond Christmas, just Merry Christmas. And I think she's also the queen of Valentine's Day as well, but I think definitely Christmas was number one for her. So she never loses the spirit of Christmas. She doesn't, is the queen of Christmas, but with some of us, we, uh, we, we go another way, or maybe we're kind of like in the middle and sometimes people lose the spirit of Christmas. It's not because Christmas isn't attractive, it's very attractive Christmas in terms of decorations with the tree and there's so many creative ways and how you can have your tree decorated and some people are a little dramatic with the perception of a tree and how it can be scary. If you want it to be scary, you can make it demonic if you want, but it's a tree. It's decoration (laughs) and Some people don't like to have the Christmas tree, you know, some like to have other things. So towards the end of this episode for this specific Christmas comedy story and film, we're going to get into (laughs) Charlie Brown. Kwanzaa. Now Charlie Brown Kwanzaa as I mentioned before others have done their version of Charlie Brown Kwanzaa which never ever happened but we create that with our version of just the opposite (laughs) because there's never been one for any of the those specific cartoons of Charlie Brown but people like to create other things that could have been if they had been but weren't and so but this one is very interesting. The word for this week, and if you're listening, any specific day, the word for the day is hibernate. Yes, reason why I say hibernate is because we're in this time of year now. This time of year is the holidays, and it's it's winter right so it's winter so a lot of the creatures (laughs) you said creatures yes I said the animals will be hibernating and some of us will attempt to hibernate I tried to hibernate a little more than what I typically do but sometimes I do hibernate for different reasons why I may hibernate but I don't always have to say why I would be hibernating but hibernating is very interesting Sometimes it's good to have a bit of some aspects of hibernation. But so let's use the word for day, hibernate. Okay, now my cat loves, Sid loves to hibernate. You know, so especially when you keep it nice and warm, especially when you live in a location where there's winter and it's not, you know, some places where it's always warm all the time, some places it gets a little cold. Some people get used to things getting a little colder over the year. Or just the season in general. They they get used to that. And some people, you know, it just makes you feel like you may want to hibernate a little bit. So we have cider and we have uh, other ways of how we can have hot coffee and hot chocolate chip. Oh, you can't make the chocolate chip so hot. But you can because you're taking it right out of the oven. So yes, you can have a hot chocolate chip in addition to chocolate milk can be hot unless you want it to be cool and cold like some people like cold ice coffee for the summer Now, some people like other things but so anyway whatever <laughs> so having you said that when we were looking at this one specifically I was curious like a lot of movies that we tend to watch and so over the years as I continue to watch elf from time to time I would still watch it And it was very funny the first time I saw it in the movies when it first came out. So I didn't wait too long. Like some people kind of wait a little longer to see certain things. But I actually saw it. I said, let's go see this movie. It looks kind of funny because when I was a kid and I used to um, enjoy watching certain TV shows in addition to like SNL and Will Ferrell was one of our favorites that we enjoyed. And so he was very funny on SNL as a comedian and we enjoyed him on several different just episodes and him as the spartan cheerleader with sherry O'Terry, which was hilarious for many of us and other characters in um, in um snl so eventually like many artists we're comedians and some are also writers as well they end up moving onward and they become actors and in, in movies and whatnot and so with uh will ferrell's another one that i've come to like is uh, Anchorman. <laughs> Anchorman, and then there's Anchorman, the legend. I think there's more than one of that one specifically, but the original one I like. The first one, I like that one more so. But with that one, that was very funny too. And Elf is very different. But I was thinking when I was watching Will Ferrell as an as a comedian as well, what if a Will Ferrell had portrayed, I don't know, Count Olaf in... <laughs> in uh, limity Snicket's series of unfortunate events, could you think that Will Ferrell could have been a really cool Count Olaf, who's a psychopath, just like Jim Carrey? It's very possible, it's very possible you just never know how that could occur. And then I thought about Will Ferrell, if he had possibly been like, Willy Wonka in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I said, what would that have been like had Will Ferrell been in that one too? But he's been in a lot of really good movies in general. And then I start thinking about Chris Farley, who's also a comedian on SNL back in the day as well. He's He did a few movies before he left, just before Christmas in 1997, if I'm not mistaken. And so with that being said, I was like, what if he had been an elf? If Chris Farley had been an elf, my favorite Chris Farley comedy film is actually Tommy Boyd. So that's the one that's like my favorite of all of them that I've seen him in outside of SNL. And so it's just really interesting. (laughs) I think Chris Farley would have, he would have rocked that one too, if that was a possibility. But I like the fact that Will Ferrell is in elf and it's hilarious there's some things in it i think when i was watching it when i was a little younger i thought some stuff was funny then and even now there's some things that are funny um it's it's just it's a little different over time you find that some films stay the same in terms of how we sometimes feel about some films and some films it may change and evolve in what we feel about it and so i think I never watched it as if it was like the funniest, the funniest movie in the whole wide world, but there were things in it that were very, very humorous and funny, Um, just, it would be silly things because it's very silly, Um, but just thinking about that for a moment, uh, let's take a pause and when we come back, we will just explore more of Elf and just the funniest scenes in Elf. (laughs) So stay tuned, we'll be back and as I mentioned, listen to our commercial of "I Quirky Girl" by Autumn Simmons for more insight about the memoir "I Quirky Girl" by Autumn Simmons. Available via Barnes and Noble, ebooks paper books. In addition to hardcover available, and paper books actually are paperbacks, soft covers. <laughs> Whatever, via. Barnes & Noble, online, or beyond. So, having said that, we will be back in a little while. So stay tuned to Quirk of the Day by host and producer, yes, Autumn Simmons. You should be reading I Quirky Girl by Autumn Simmons, a witty and humorous memoir and brainy essay penned by Autumn Simmons from her early life, pop culture, religion, feminism, race, and relationships. I Quirky Girl by Autumn Simmons is available via Barnes and Noble and worldwide for ebooks and beyond. Enjoy I Quirky Girl by Autumn Simmons. You should be reading I Quirky Girl by Autumn Simmons, a witty and humorous memoir and brainy essay penned by Autumn Simmons from her early life, pop culture, religion, feminism, race, and relationships. I Quirky Girl by Autumn Simmons is available via Barnes and Noble and worldwide for eBooks and beyond. Enjoy I Quirky Girl by Autumn Simmons. And welcome back to Quirk of the Day, and your host and uh, producer Autumn Simmons is back, and we have returned to episode 35 as we are reviewing elf a christmas comedy movie and i was thinking about food for the holiday season meals for the holiday season specifically hmm so i was thinking about crab meat and especially with the pandemic crab meat has become very very Expensive. Once upon a time, about between $15, just to have some lump crab, crab lump, has gone from $15 and change to $27 and change. And in some other places, it could be up to $40. Wow. And so is your other option. Yeah, the other option. The type that's already in box already I don't like that type type is already made up kind of like when you're buying a TV dinner but it's it may still very well be good but th- no not weed want certain wheat wheat not weed wheat but what if they did begin to put weed in crab cakes that would be crazy Anyway, okay so what I was saying also it's just Imitation crab meat, I used to like it, and, and then I realized, that, yeah, it's really not what you think it is, but it's it doesn't have to be the worst thing in the world, but it's kind of like, not to say it's like eating plastic or anything, but some people that you know of are just kind of like, no, we don't do imitation crab meat. And some people are like, they don't mind the way it's mixed in with other things to give the perception that it's crab meat. But at least they tell us that they've always told us it is imitation. Crab meat, the imitation of life. (laughs) Ah so I wanted to have some actual genuine crab. And it was okay. It was adequate, right? The word adequate, yeah, it was adequate. Some are better depending on where the crabs have lived, where they have resided. Why are we talking about crabs today? I don't know, because I like crab legs, especially at least once or twice a year, but typically crab cakes. And you can always use a skillet and just be mindful of how you use the word skillet. (laughs) Be very careful about that too. So anyway, as I was mentioning, we were talking about this episode, Elf, (laughs) or should it have been Alf? Elf, elf 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 a funny movie elf is a funny movie we were discussing some other things about elf and i was thinking about the scenes in the movie that i thought were the most interesting at least to me everyone has a different opinion on what they thought was the best scene in elf prior to some of the things in in the movie are supposed to be silly and this one is uh this movie, Elf, is directed by John Fabrice. John Favreau. Okay, here we are. Yes, we also had gentleman who was a scriptwriter. was written by David Baron Baum. Sometimes when it comes to movies, and let's say for instance, you are a scriptwriter and you have a, an idea of a wonderful script for a film, whether it's dramatic, Drama, or whether or not it's comedy, or anything in between, whether it's a thriller, whether it's a suspense type of movie, etc., referring to the genre, right? Okay. And having said that, it can take about it can take about years. Yes, it can take about years. Kind of similar to imitation crab meat, it can take a long time. Took about ten years before it came into, as we say, fruition, and. David Barenbaum actually had considered Jim Carrey at the time. Jim Carrey was, like, huge for, like, a while through movies as well. That's typical, and that was about 10 years prior to 2003. So this was, like, 1993. Things change because you never know, usually, who is the actor, comedian who's in mind for a specific role and things can shift and change. And so having said that we were we were talking about all of the the fun things in this particular movie as we were talking about the scenes. James Conn, he is the father of Buddy prior to marrying another woman or just marrying for the first time and having a child, he had another lover and a lady, it didn't work. I think it was kind of the 70s, you know how the 70s was during that specific time and... Okay, so anyway, it didn't work and so she decided not to tell him that child was adopted by the nuns and so that's how that happened. You know, it would've been really interesting but it wouldn't have been real either the stork just kind of came and got buddy no it would have been interesting if the stork had came and gotten buddy instead of the nuns so it, it would have been really weird because we've already said that about buddy the character buddy is retarded and i was saying that prior to i said buddy is retarded and there are different versions of retardation but buddy was adopted okay he was adopted and so There's some fun things that I did like about when Buddy was leaving. And he was leaving the North Pole and then he was crossing over in places. No, it wasn't his imagination. That was supposed to be the North Pole at that point. And then we got to see the snowman and the snowman didn't even have a carrot nose. And it was, the snowman was like jazzy, he was jazzy. And so (laughs) it was Manhattan, (laughs) New York. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Manhattan, New York. And so once he arrives, right? New York is New York, it is what it is. And so with that being said, what if it had been Atlanta? No, 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 it wouldn't work. And if it had been California, it had been like Los Angeles, I don't think it would've worked there either. And what if he had arrived in Toronto? Yeah, yeah, yeah I was talking about oh, this silly stuff. Yeah, no, 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 no. They decided that he needed to arrive usually we think of something strange or unusual typically new york is where things that are odd and weird that are in new york it could be anything in new york new york doesn't sleep the apple the apple doesn't sleep this apple but you know georgia has the peach but okay whatever so, having said that you're thinking about this other movie we have james con who has been a an actor for many years it's been <laughs> I was thinking about misery. <laughs> James Caan was in misery. Remember, he was a he was an author, a writer, an author like many writers they or run the typewriter and, and so something happens where during that specific time when that movie came out in nineteen ninety. Okay. Came out in nineteen ninety and also Kathy Bates was the psychopath in misery. And so <laughs> misery loves company who would know and imagine that a psychopath would just come and save you and then have you in their home and then all of a sudden they're crazy and they want you to do all these crazy things like rewriting your book your book the way you want to write it and is doing things to harm you like hurting your legs and and picking up an axe and it wasn't just a pop or a blow, It's like a huge, a huge crazy. He had to kill her. He had, okay, so we remember that character, and then we end up seeing Eraser, and then to so James Con plays like a villain in that particular movie, Eraser, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and that was kind of adventurous, like or some of that in there with thriller and suspense and other things that were happening. Eraser but that one specifically he the character definitely comes across as a jerk he does and so even in this movie elf he comes across as a jerk and so it was interesting how you see the character the father is very much different from buddy buddy really he looks nothing like his dad He looks nothing like his mother he, he just seems like a weirdo a complete weirdo and as I mentioned I know more about Mr. Potato Head, but this is extra because it's like, he's retarded through his vaccine, I'm assuming. He basically, his baby just gets out of a crib where he was adopted and he gets into Santa Claus's, uh his sack. And, and from there, they decided to make Buddy. They named him Buddy and they decided that he was going to be an elf and he really couldn't do as much as the typical elves. He's a little different. He still can do things. But he's he doesn't work the way they work. They work faster and they're much smaller as well. So it's different. It's a different life. <laughs> it's a complete different life. And um, Mr. Potato Head was doing really well over there too. No one knew that this is a person that really, really is from the North Pole. And so when they see him after he's trying to have a conversation with his father who's working at some type of uh press where those who are making children's books and whatnot he's working there he I thought the way he looked he was there to, to be one of those singing grams that comes in and sings something and then buddy sings i'm here with my dad <laughs> he was like what do you what do you want do you, what, do you want some money especially you go to new york <laughs> He didn't go to the police about it, but they did throw him out. It was kind of like the security guards did throw him out. They threw Buddy out. And so they said, why don't you go to Gimbal's? So they took him to Gimbal's. When he arrived, Gimbal's is like the mall, right? It's an imaginary. There's no such thing as Gimbal's. At least I don't know what I'm talking about other than Miss Potato Head. But I'm assuming Gimbal's is not a real mall. But for this specific movie, for this movie... In general that it this is supposed to come across in the story gimbals so he goes to gimbals and it looks more like well similar to the North Pole for buddy and so he begins to kind of walk around he sees a young lady and I, I found out interesting and then he even realizes that the uh, the character the oh wow the character who portrays zoe de is actually she went on to become the lead of a comedy tv show the new girl right yeah it was called the new girl and I had prince in it 2014 yeah it was in 2014 and so i didn't realize that was the same lady who if i'm not mistaken i think that is the same lady but she looks so different you know sometimes when people have different hair color they can look completely unique and completely different. And I was thinking maybe she was probably not singing the song. And I was thinking maybe they had another uh, singer who actually sung the song. And you found out she's actually the singer of that song, um, Baby's Cold Outside. And so they actually have their own version of Baby's Cold Outside eventually, shortly after. And we also have some other characters in this movie. You see the manager, on love is in. Elf and remember FaZe I love because we've seen him in other movies including Friday, Big Perm, Big Worm, Big Worm specifically. And so it was very interesting watching that. It was fun seeing him in that as well. See, <laughs> they have a weirdo walking around and he was like, he said, why are you got to smile all the time? Why are you smiling all the time? He said, that's my favorite. I love to smile. That's my favorite. He said, work should be your favorite. Work should be your favorite. It was hilarious when he said that and (laughs) after it's time for everyone to leave for the day he's deciding that he's going to stay and work and work like an elf and he works like an elf to the point where all of everything that he creates for the decorations it's too good it's beyond too good that even the manager manager on Love is like, uh, 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 what's going on? This, this must be corporate. (laughs) Must be corporate. He's gonna get fired. And so he's like, we gotta, we gotta stick together. What's going on with this? Papa's got a brand new bag and six inches ribbon, six inches. Was it impromptu? I don't know. I'm so glad Catwoman was not in gimbals. No, no. That was the funniest part. One of them. And another funny part was also there's another character portrayed by peter dinklage peter balinsley plays the red elf and peter dinklage portrays the angry elf but he just happens to just come in and his dad is working and all of a sudden they are at the table everyone's just getting everything together because they have to put out this new children's book because they didn't finish the last two pages and you just gonna put it out you can't put a children's book out that doesn't have the last two pages that are done that's bs he was like oh no one's gonna notice yeah they're gonna notice even if it's not 32 pages and so they had to hire a person who could do it better because they need someone that could write it faster so they have a gentleman come in he's petite but they're (laughs) so when buddy sees him he's thinking he's seeing another elf And it just goes, it goes to hell (laughs) with what happens. But at least the character, he got paid. So even though he's a fiery type of individual, and it was just funny how he was just, no, he was like, no, I'm I'm not the one, you're not going to play me like that. And he didn't realize, man, he's retarded. I get more action in a week than you do in your entire life. (laughs) (laughs) But he said he's an angry elf. He's from the South Pole, and he's got an ego. He's an arrogant elf. Did you by any chance realize that Ralphie from 1983, The Christmas Story, Peter Blinsley. Again, he was the Red Elf. So check that out to see Ralphie from Christmas Story from 1983. Who knew? It was funny how Buddy was acting a fool while he was in Manhattan. He was walking around. On the escalator, one leg all the way up. Weird thing where he's in a revolving door and... What was the other one? He did something else in an elevator where he's pushing the button and making it into a Christmas tree. Yeah, he was extra. (laughs) That was essentially it. There's more, but that was a fun episode of Quirk of the Day. Yes. Elf, yes. A comedy Christmas movie. Unfortunately, I wondered if Elf 2 became the sequel and buddy found out who his mom was wouldn't that have been interesting i'm glad they didn't do elf Two. if they did that would have been extra thank you for tuning in to quirk of the day hosted and produced by autumn simmons and as i've mentioned prior to and beyond as i often like to say I, Quirky Girl by Autumn Simmons is available via Barnes & Noble, paperbacks, soft softcovers, hardcovers, and ebooks. Yes, but the ebooks are via Ingram, which are global, worldwide. And I'm going to make some genuine crab cakes just because. And don't forget to listen to Charlie Brown's The Spirit of Kwanzaa. Enjoy! Until next time, happy holidays! I used to believe it, but I still can't believe it. Santa was never real, with the exception of Linus, who still holds the great pumpkin, much like his snuggly blanket. Christmas is around the corner, and I haven't begun shopping. More importantly, I don't even have any Christmas spirit. As a suggestion, Charlie Brown, Maybe the day after Christmas, you could celebrate Kwanzaa with us. Really, Franklin? I would like to have some celebrations and the holiday spirit. But what's Kwanzaa? Charlie Brown, I could help you with this and teach you more about the cultural celebration of Kwanzaa and how to offer libation to good ancestors. Kwanzaa is not Hanukkah. But like Hanukkah, Kwanzaa has seven days, but similar, but unlike Hanukkah. The Kwanzaa candle holder is known as the Kanara. Oh, seven candles for seven days and the Kanara. Hmm, it seems kind of complicated. Cherry okay, Brown, well, you're not a black kid. And you're going places. Charlie Brown, we never knew you were Jewish. And Franklin, we never knew you were black. Uh, African-American. What? I can't believe Lucy said that. I can't believe she said it either. He's racist. Lucy, you never knew that Franklin is also Jewish and he also celebrates culture of Kwanzaa, which is not a religion. And I'm still keeping my blanket. Franklin, even through Kwanzaa, could I still manifest real estate? Hmm? Absolutely for sure, but I'm not so sure about you, Lucy. You're not very kind towards Charlie Brown. Lucy, you mean! You me allow Charlie to kick a football. And to think, we thought we knew much about the holidays and the religions of everyone from class, but somehow we missed this one, Kwanzaa. Gee, we must have been real stupid. Though I knew I was Jewish, but I missed out on Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. Does anyone know any Kwanzaa songs? Franklin, is it too late? Mm, No, tomorrow is December 26th, the first day of Kwanzaa, and we believe in a cultural celebration of seven African principles. Nguzo Zamba, beginning with day one. Unity, Moja, day two. Self-determination. Huji Chakalia. Chakalia. Day 3. Collective work and responsibility. Ujima. Day 4. Umjama. Corporative economics. Day 5. Nia. Purpose. Day 6. Kumba. Creativity. Day 7. Amani. Faith. Hmm, I haven't seen Inga Black in a while. Not even in dreams. Charlie Brown's imaginary girlfriend? Who never existed? That bitch must be jealous. Goofy, <laughs> Inga Black did exist. She's a deceased family member, and I'd rather not say. Well, Charlie Brown. At least Inga Black wasn't your girlfriend. Hmm. How many times she's kicked that ball? Maybe one day, I'll kick Lucy's ass. Inga Black wasn't my girlfriend. She was more than a ghost. She was a friendly spirit. I guess Kwanzaa was what I needed this year. Thank you, Franklin. You're welcome, Charlie Val. And happy holidays to you. And all we wish you a merry christmas we wish you a merry christmas we wish you a merry christmas and happy new year